Welcome to Confession Radio. I am your host, David Allen, and this episode, I have invited a very extra special guest with us. By the age of 11, she had already made history as the very first winner of America's Got Talent on NBC, released her major label debut, and earned public praise from the likes of Quincy Jones and Simon Cowell, who described her as potentially one of the best singers I've ever heard in my life. Shining on the big screen, she starred in the 2014 film We Are Kings. Meanwhile, her 2015 independent single Alice clocked over 1.7 million YouTube views and 959,000 Spotify streams and counting. World renowned for her expansive range, powerful delivery, and semisonic energy, Bianca won the hearts of millions and her journey had only just begun. To talk about her journey, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the show, Bianca Ryan. Hi, everybody. Thank you for having me. Thank you. So, Bianca, for those who don't know you, the very little people that don't know you, tell us your story. Oh, wow. That's so hard. How do you wrap up a 12-year, almost 13-year story in about a minute? Um, so, I was the first <laughs> season winner. I was the first season winner of America's Got Talent when I was only 11 years old, and... Um, Throughout the years, I, you know, I went back to school and I lived a pretty normal life and I was touring as well and kind of living this kind of Hannah Montana life where I was a normal kid, but then also touring. And eventually I stopped performing a lot because I was having a lot of vocal issues. And uh, just in the last couple of years, uh, I realized I had a paralyzed vocal cord once, a once after years of just like stress and anxiety and almost quitting singing. And completely almost quitting music because I was so fed up that I just thought I lost my talent. I finally went to an ENT and I found out that it wasn't my fault. I had a paralyzed vocal cord I was singing on for years. So I had to get two vocal surgeries um, throughout the last few years. And I'm finally back on my feet, about a year and a half back on my feet. I just competed in AGT The Champions. And I'm back in music and I feel like I refound my love for it. And, and I'm on this new journey again. It's like I'm starting over. It's pretty crazy. But that's my story kind of in a nutshell of who I am. And you have 10 seconds to spare. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's awesome. You know, I love your story. And I, I, I have to I have to admit, I honestly didn't know who you were to begin with until AGT, AGT Champions. And I'm, I'm ashamed of that because I'm such <laughs> a music lover. And your voice is so angelic and it's so amazing that I'm, I'm really glad that you made it through the surgeries because what I really wanted to talk about on the show today was was that the the paralyzed vocal cord what I find so inspiring about your story is that you didn't give up you you gave the world notice you said listen I'm not letting this get me down you went through what three surgeries right three surgeries I had to get two vocal surgeries and I had to get a stomach surgery uh, for GERD because it was making me lose my voice and I was at risk at esophagus cancer which then I would never sing ever again but you gave yeah. the world notice and you said, listen, I'm not asking for permission. I'm going to do this. And you did. And here you are yeah. today doing it again, giving yourself a second chance. And most people, they don't do that. You know, like I just did an episode not too long ago about second chances. And I, I mean, I give myself a thousand second chances because it's so easy to listen to a doctor and let a doctor tell you, hey, you're never going to do this again. But you were like, how are you feeling in those in those days? Let's let's revisit that for a minute. Um, I was actually, you know, this is a time I never really made very many friends in high school. I was extremely, you know, bullied. Um, it was hard, you know, going into high school with being, you know, America's Got Talent winner. There's a lot of, you know, baggage that comes with that and bullying and people don't know why you're there. 
And um, I went to a year of community college, actually, because I was just completely lost. I didn't know what to do. And I just wanted to try to make my my grandma and my parents proud, um, even though I knew it wasn't the path for me for a long time. So it, it took a long time to really just say, you know what, this this isn't it and to get my confidence back. Um, but eventually, you know, once I stopped blaming myself and I stopped making excuses or I, I kind of eliminated everything that was an excuse, like, you know, my paralyzed vocal cord and, and my stomach issues and all of that, then there's, there's nothing stopping you after all of your excuses, you know? I agree. And that's why I said, giving yourself that second chance, you, you did it. You said again, no notice, no permission. I'm just going to do it. And I think that's phenomenal. And I, and I'm so proud of you for doing that, which brings me to your new album, the EP, The Reintroduction. Tell me about that. Yeah, so um, it's pretty crazy. I I recorded those songs last year. Some of the singles came out actually last year. And um, AGT Champions has brought so much more notice to the songs I put out in the last year. So when I couldn't sing for a while and I was basically on vocal rest for months, I, I had to relearn how to speak. Um, it was really hard. I, I mean, I, I would cry for days sometimes I every I never even wanted to even go to the doctors and you know when you find out something wrong you're supposed to go to the doctors more often and check in and get checkups and make sure everything's healing fine and I would skip a lot of them to be honest because I knew every time I would leave I would cry and break down um so it was it was a pretty hard journey of of finding that like happiness again and finding that strength but eventually you know throughout that time of not being able to talk I wrote a lot of music so I got really into songwriting and I wrote probably over 50 songs you know just in the last two to three years um and I learned how to produce myself and kind of get like the music sounding how I want to enough to be able to bring it into a major producer for them to you know rework it and make it like top notch and it was really cool you know after getting the opportunity with AGT champions and um throughout the healing process of my voice and finding it again now I can go into the studio and I have so many songs that I've that I've you know wrote over the last two to three years that are now just being recorded and and coming into play and it's, it's really cool like being able to you know perform or record a song that you wrote through such like a hard time um, so it's pretty cool kind of seeing all the music slowly going out now <laughs> Yeah, and it's great because, like I said, it's just one of those things where, you know, what gave you the inspiration to keep going? I mean, again, you go to the doctor, the doctor gives you terrible news. Most people shut down and give up. But what was inside of you that said, uh-uh, I can't, I can't do this. I have to keep pushing forward. Um, honestly, it was the amount of effort and time that I put into it. I just, you know, I won America's Got Talent at 11 years old. You know, and that's so young for something so amazing and so incredible to happen. Absolutely. But at the same time, you know, I was growing up and I was becoming, you know, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18 years old. And I said, there's no way. There's just no way that my my peak was at 11 years old. That can't be it. That couldn't be my full journey for music. It's, it's just there's just no way. There's no way that I would even be given this gift of singing if it was going to be taken away from me. There's got to be a learning process in all of this. And I just have to be patient. And I just have to know that, that, you know, this this is the right plan. I just not at this time. You know, it's it's got to be the perfect plan at the perfect time. And, and it's coming. I know it or else this wouldn't have happened. You know, I wouldn't have touched so many people's lives and and inspired so many people my age to sing at such a young age. It's so crazy how many kids um, that are even my age now had that first album that I put out with Sony. 
and and it's it inspired them to perform and become a singer and I just knew there's no way that that's the end and I just had to trust that the right plan was coming in the right time and honestly it did because I wouldn't have been able to do ATT champions last year because if they did that even just one year ago because I was still in recovery so it's it's pretty crazy how perfect the timing is and how meant to be uh it seems and sometimes you don't know you have to wait a really long I mean I waited 12 years to figure out the reason behind all this suffering um and and all of you know this weakness in my voice that I went through and and I'm finally just getting the answer 12 years later so it comes sometimes when you least expect it but you really just gotta be patient you gotta be perseverant and you you can't just completely let it go you know you have to if you quit one day you you gotta come back the next day and you gotta be like you know what I know I quit yesterday I had a mental breakdown I gave up but now I you know I gotta get back on my feet I gotta at least give 10% every day even if I don't give 100% I gotta keep going and that's really what kept me going Right. So the moral of the story is just to keep giving a little bit until you get to where you know you, you are meant to be. And that's that's such a phenomenal thing. I mean, that happened with confessions. You know, I was on the air a year ago. I gave up. Real life stuff happened. And, you know, now I'm here with you, which I'm so excited for. So uh, let's talk about the cover of Say Something. I understand that's a very personal song for you. Why is that? Um, That song, it's like I felt like it was just the perfect message um, and the perfect kind of comeback song. Um, especially because I started since the first season of AGT back then I sang, you know, a lot of gospel music and a lot of soul music. And I've slowly kind of progressed into more of like an R and B pop sound, um, kind of like Sam Smith or Adele. So I just really wanted to showcase the new Bianca and, um, my new voice. And I just felt like that song was so perfect for it. And the message was just perfect. And I know a lot of people sing, say something, you know, towards a relationship, you know, say something I'm giving up on you. And, and for me, this song, you know, I found my message in it um, when I was going through the lyrics and I was like, wow, you know, this is like actually my life with the music industry. And and this is like my story with with singing and, um, you know, say something I'm giving up on you and anywhere I would have followed you. You know, I would have done anything for music. I would have done, you know, anything for a major label or the correct management. I would have worked my butt off. You know, I would have done all of this you know I just needed it to tell me like this is the right door and and I couldn't get that for so long and and that was kind of my message with say something was not towards the relationship but the music industry itself and and um and so uh I just thought it was the perfect song and the perfect comeback message um for the champions I feel the same way when I was watching you on AG, AGT Champions. That's such a hard thing to say. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it is. Um, and when I was watching, that's exactly the message I got from it because when I was listening to you sing it and, and how powerful the message was, because music in itself is just so subjective to begin with. I mean, like you just said, you know, one a million people can listen to that song and a million people have a million different perceptions on how it is. So mm-hmm. I kind of figured that was the message behind it because seeing your story before you performed and then listening to you perform, I could just hear that in your voice that, you know, this was this is it. This is your time. And I think that's just so, so phenomenal. What do you think the challenge these days is in music? I mean, since you've been part of it back in the day, you know, 11 years ago, 12 years ago, and now here you are, what challenges do most younger artists now face? Um, I think what makes it a lot harder is that it's actually a completely different industry than, you know, 12 years ago, let alone it's even a completely different music industry from, you know, 2009, sure. 2012, 
2015. I mean, every year this music industry just completely, completely changes. And I think what makes it so hard is that the the major labels aren't signing as many artists as before. And because a lot of these independent artists or kids out of college or kids in high school, anybody can release music now. But that kind of makes it harder because that puts all the pressure on you. You know, you have to learn how to, you know, kind of run your own quote unquote label and you have to write your own music and find a studio and record your music and then get the artwork done, you know, for the cover. That doesn't just, you know, happen. It doesn't just show up where you upload the song. You know, you got to get the artwork done, design it yourself, make sure you have the right image you want, you know, to portray to everybody. And I think that's what makes it hard for new musicians in this new music industry is that everything really is self-made now. And, um, and that, you know, it's really cool because there's more opportunity and more people can do it. But at the same time, it's so much more work. Now you have to do the entire job of what an entire record label would do for you and an entire PR company and, and marketing, um, you know, and it, it, it kind of makes it, it kind of makes it hard. And that's kind of what I'm dealing with right now with getting into this new music industry is the funding and trying to do what I did on a major level, but as an independent artist before. And um, that's why I just launched a Kickstarter and and I'm, I'm so thankful that we're actually almost funded. So we'll be able to fund uh, EP part two, hopefully. Um, there's about 25 days left, I think. And we just have to raise about, I think, only $1,000 more. It was crazy. We almost got 100% funded in three days. Um, so, you know, things like Kickstarter and, and um, Patreon, they really, really help independent artists if you're looking to try to get funding for a lot of your music out there. And it's, it's really important to kind of stay up to date with the new trends and the new kind of crowdfunding uh, websites because they really can help you out. And there's people out there that really want to support independent artists and, you know, local musicians. I absolutely agree. <laughs> I've been doing this since 2009 and I have talked to a lot of, uh, of artists like yourself and, and you're right. I mean, it has changed. It has reinvented itself. It does every single, every single year or so. Um, and, but I feel like now though, you have more creative control over your material though, because oh, back totally. in the day, you know, you get a hundred thousand dollar check, but guess what? You have to wear this and dance like this and do this. Now yeah. you could do what you want and there's still a niche for you, for the next person, the next person. But on the flip side to that though, I do feel that a lot of independent artists get overlooked, which really sucks. Oh, yeah. Cause like you said, they don't have the gigantic budget to do what a Sony record label can do. So it's kind of a, you know, it's a double-edged sword. It's a, a blessing and a curse. Yeah, it's hard. I just wish that a lot of people out there could see the difference. You know, there's a beauty in both, but you do need to know the difference and you should still follow your heart with who you believe in. I feel like a lot of people who are in charge or who have power kind of get, you know, it's either, they're either going to be fooled by being, you know, somebody being extremely talented or somebody having a huge amount of followers. And I feel like that's where a lot of them kind of like are on this balance beam where they're like, oh, do we go with this extremely talented person who I truly believe in or this person who's maybe not as talented, but has a great look and has two million followers on Instagram. And I feel like a lot of people, you know, who are investing in artists or who are kind of at the top of the chain in the music industry aren't totally following their gut instinct anymore. I just wish, you know, if, if there's one thing that I could change about that is to just like you got to follow that, that artist that hits your gut, you know, and you gotta, you gotta really put, you know, your effort in helping or funding or signing to a label, that artist that really touches you, you know, I, I the numbers are fine, but 
you know, they're it's it's fleeting, you know, it's it's that something like that's fleeting, but talent isn't, you know. I agree. It's like style or substance. You know, that's pretty much the way I look at it. I mean, I'm, I'm, yeah. uh, you know, I'm an '80s baby. I love music. I've always have. I, I'm the type of person that I will listen to a song over and over again just until I feel its meaning. And yeah. you know, so I'm very passionate about music, and that's why I love talking to independent artists. That's why I mean, I'd much rather talk to you than uh, Christine Aguilera. I mean, she's super talented, but she didn't have to come through the ranks like you did. You know, she didn't have to, everything was given to her, pushed her up, here you go, here's the money, here's what you need to do, and now she is today. It's so much harder, but then shows like American Idol showcase these, and AGT, and all of these, they showcase them. And I always wondered what happened to half of them afterwards, because they're so talented, like yourself. You know, I know you were eliminated on the first show, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's over for you either. It just gave you the exposure that you needed to show, hey, I'm here, and I'm ready to perform. Yeah, I really felt like it was just, you know, I never really shared my story about my vocal surgeries or any of that struggle that I went through. I, I you know, I was embarrassed for a really long time, to be honest. I never told anybody. Um, wow. My family actually wanted me to keep it pretty private, too, for a long time before um, I kind of convinced them that I was like, you know, if I went public with this, I feel like this could like help out a lot of people. There's so many, so many singers. It's, it's crazy because my vocal surgeon actually sent me an email the other day, the one who did both of my successful vocal surgeries. And um, he actually thanked me for sharing my story publicly because um, he said it's going to actually really, really, really impact a lot of people and change a lot of people's perspectives and, and change their lives for, you know, looking out for themselves and keeping a healthy voice and getting checked out. And um, there's so many big artists out there that have gotten vocal surgeries, you know, like Adele and and all of them, and a lot of them have canceled tours due to vocal surgeries or haven't put out music in years due to vocal surgeries. And you don't really hear them talking about it. Everybody keeps it so private. But, you know, at the same time, there's like the independent artists and there's people down here. We, we want to know, you know, we want to know what we can get into <laughs> or what trouble we yep. can get into or if there's certain doctor recommendations. Like, you know, um, if I would recommend my doctor any day to somebody who had, you know, a voice issue and I just wish people would be more public with that because I felt so alone. Like I, I felt like I was the only person that ever went through this. And when I shared my story on AGT champions and I told everybody about this and I felt like it was the perfect platform since AGT is what jumpstarted me the first time I thought that I owed it to them and owed it to my fans that followed me on there, that that would be the platform that I shared my story on. Um, if I ever did publicly share it and that is what happened. So I'm, I'm thankful for that. And, I couldn't believe how many comments and how many messages, how many emails of people saying that they went through the same thing or that their mom had a paralyzed vocal cord. I mean, I didn't know that other people had a paralyzed vocal cord. Um, it's crazy. I mean, there was literally thousands of comments that I see, you know, people saying that they had that or they had something similar, but they were too afraid to go through with the surgery or they didn't know what vocal surgeon to go to or, or what to do or how to go about it or they didn't know about speech therapy or how to how to obtain that. And it's crazy that so many people were going through that. Yet I felt so alone for years and years and years. Um, so I, I just think it's so important to, you know, share that information and be sure. an artist that's not embarrassed, that says, yes, I went through this. Yes, it's not my fault. And now I want to help everybody else who's going through this, too, or to at least keep you, you know, aware of the fact that this could happen. Or you might have something that you don't know, and you should probably go see an ENT. Um, <laughs> and, and, 
and it's not always a bad outcome, you know, like, you know, I had two successful vocal surgeries, which is just insane. Um, I'm, I'm so thankful and I worked so, so hard to get back where I am. You know, I, I did, you know, everybody was saying they couldn't believe how quickly I had healed and I, I worked really hard, um, to get back to where I was. I was like, what? I already had so many years of time wasted where I blamed myself and I was just going to quit. And I was just doing little shows here and there because I was too afraid to do anything big or tour. And, and now I'm like, well, now I'm just going for it. You know, I need to get myself healed quickly and I gotta, I gotta do whatever I can and, and start to enjoy music and love music again. Well, it goes back to that facade like we were talking about earlier where, you know, the, the Adele's and, and the Christina Aguilera's and Britney's make it look like this is just their life. The Lady Gaga is like, oh, this is amazing. I just wake up, get out of bed tomorrow morning and just go do a 10-hour show and I'll be fine the next day. And there mm-hmm. is so many intricacies to this that most people don't realize because believe yeah. it or not, and it's so hard to convince people, and I know this sounds so funny, but believe it or not, they're still human too at the end of the day. They're not machines. They're not robots. I mean, they they have to take breaks. They have to exercise and and keep going. I mean, and and Cher is Mm -hmm. like my ultimate idol. And she she's always vocal about this kind of thing. Like she does show after show after show. And she'll be on Twitter going, oh, my God, my voice is killing me, guys. I can't do this anymore. So, you know, I, I appreciate your story. And I love the fact that you're spreading shedding some light onto this, because, again, most people don't realize what it takes to get into that role. You know, and not only not only are you dealing with vocal issues, but you're dealing with millions of people, millions of eyes on you, which would make me nervous as hell. I'm I'm good behind a microphone, <laughs> but I couldn't do it if somebody was standing in front of me right now, even one person. So. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 hard. It it was definitely hard for me, but I knew it was the right thing. And again, I trusted my gut that this was the right thing. And and I, like I said, like literally last year, two years ago, if AGT Champions was happening then and they said, Bianca, we want to have you on, I would have said no. And then maybe three, four years before that or and they brought me on, I would have been like, yeah, you know, I've just been touring and I've been recording music. And ever since AGT, the first season, it just it was so amazing and it changed my life forever and just gave the whole just general story. I would have never have shared my vocal issues. I wouldn't have been public about it. So you know, everything just happened, I felt, at the perfect time. It happened when it was supposed to. I mean, that's just what, that's the yeah. that's the end of the story. I mean, it, everything happens the way it should. And it, you didn't go through this journey to uh, suffer. You went through this journey to learn and to inspire like you are today. And I think that's that's phenomenal. You know, like, I'm glad you didn't keep the story to yourself because it's, it's a great thing that you're, again, shedding light on this issue. So I, I appreciate that. And thank you for that. Yeah, I'm, I just, you know, even if it could change like one person's life or one person's perspective or just give them like even just a little bit of information about what goes on in singers lives and the truth and how touring can, you know, it, it is detrimental for your voice to be singing, you know, at that power and, you know, that volume for so long, you know, when people get so mad at sometimes these big divas when they sing and they're like, oh, mm-hmm. she was really singing that song, but she was lip singing that song. But you don't understand, you know, she's not a robot, you know, like she's trying her best to perform for every city in the amount of like 20 days doing like 50 cities. And, you know, she's not these these people aren't machines. You know, you have to you have to give them a little bit of slack and you have to let them, you know, worry about their health first. You know, I wouldn't say, oh, wow, like that person's dancing with a cast on, 
Like, you know, it's like, <laughs> it's so wrong, you know? Like, well, he has a broken leg. Like, right. let him go. He's, he's trying to do what he can. You and know, he's he probably... To preserve himself. He's trying to preserve his muscles for the future. Um, so, you know, you gotta... I feel like there's a lot of pressure, and I feel like people should be more open, you know, about that. Like, I, I feel like, you know, even the diva should be, like, if people are, you know, like, on the internet and everybody's always trolling, like, oh, yeah, you know, this lady was lip-singing or he was lip-singing, and it's like... You know, these celebrities got to come out and be like, well, I mean, I did like eight shows that day, so I'm trying right. my best. <laughs> you know, and that's the thing, though. When you put yourself out there, even even when I do, you know, with Confession Radio, when you put yourself out there, you're going to get the good, bad and the ugly. But it's learning, <laughs> yeah. learning how to kind of navigate through that and taking the lessons because, you know, I'm a big believer in projection. I'm a big believer in fear. We're very, very fear based people. I mean, yourself as well. You know, the doctor mm-hmm. told you you can never sing. So you feared like your life is over. But yeah. It's overcoming those challenges is, is what makes us, I think, human at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. I think the hardest part was actually realizing um, and separating myself. I think I needed those years to kind of separate myself from music to in the sense of like, I'm Bianca Ryan and I also sing. Not singing is me and defines me. And and sometimes once you do that, you don't put as much pressure on yourself or as much stress or there's not as much fear because you know that no matter what, like you are still you and people love you. Right. Exactly. And I think that's what it is most that I'm so drawn to you about though is not, I mean, your music's phenomenal. Your voice is obviously phenomenal, but just the candidness, you know, you and I going back and forth right now about this, just the candidness and the openness that you have that most people just are probably not even allowed to have at this point. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm always, I've, I've always said, you know, in the last, since all this happened, like I'm, I'm completely changing everything. I, I changed, you know, how private I would be about like bad things in my life or struggles or the vocal surgeries. And, and I told myself after all that, and when I was doing AGT champions that like never again, I'm never going to go back to that place where people don't really know what's going on in my life or I don't share information that could really, really, really help other people and make them not feel alone. So I, I made a lot of changes since, you know, AGT champions and the surgeries and stuff. And I'm, I, I couldn't feel any better. I used to listen back to interviews and be like, that is not me. Like, that's not even real. <laughs> like, that's not true. I'm not happy. I was miserable that day. Or, oh, that show, I, I wasn't proud of that show. And, and I feel like um, since being more honest and being more myself, I have been so much more happy. It's, it's a whole 180. And it's so amazing to me, too, because you look at your life, you know, five years ago, 10 years ago, and you just think to yourself, just like you did, that wasn't who I am. It's not who I want to be. So, you know, we use that information and kind of meditate on it or kind of uh, just think about it and and try to change the way, you know, we are. And I think that's that's great. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's really important. So on Confession Radio, Bianca, I had sent you a confession to kind of marinate a little bit, and I would like to read it. And uh, th- this, after I told people that you were going to be on the show, they were all very excited, of course. Um, they went, <laughs> you know, they went apeshit. So um, I would like to read this confession, and if you wouldn't mind just giving the best advice that you possibly can to this listener. Sure, of course. Okay, so this comes from iHeart Music in Philadelphia. Dear Confession Radio, Music has been my dream since I was five years old sitting at the piano. I made up songs about the Sandman and monsters under my bed. I started guitar at 13. I had my first open mic around 13 and performed on the streets from when I was 15 till I was 21 to help pay for college. 
When I graduated, I decided to pursue music full-time. I wish I went to school for music, but I think I was scared that I would lose the love of it. I had four friends who pursued music all flunked out, and I considered all of them better musicians than I. Now I'm 23, and I know that's not super old. I spent the last year teaching myself how to produce music. I released two singles and an EP with a total of almost 6,000 streams between Spotify and Apple Music. Booked and played a total of between 50 and 60 gigs. Still played some on the street and had my first paid vocal slash writing studio session for another group and upped my social media presence. I've done so much and I feel like I'm going to get stuck at this. I see other artists moving faster than me. I feel like no matter what I do, I'm not doing enough and I'm always coming up short. I'm job searching for a day job but can't nail one down. I've been living out of my car between friends, couches, and my boyfriend's place. I'm so burnt out, and the hardest part is I know I'm good, and I know music is what I'm meant to do with my life. But I don't know where I'm supposed to go or what I'm supposed to do next, and I can't afford anything I need to get further, such as recording equipment. And I don't know if I'm supposed to move to a new city or keep growing roots here or what. I'm just so lost and frustrated, and I've worked so hard, too hard to feel this lost and hopeless. I want to pursue music even further, but I don't even know what else I can do. Sincerely, I heart music from Philadelphia. Wow. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot there, and I, I have so many, so many thoughts towards this, and I totally even relate to this a lot. Um, wow, it's crazy. I mean, you had a... I mean, to be totally honest, you had even a head start of me in music. I didn't even start singing till I was around um, eight, eight or nine. And I see that you were, you know, playing the piano at five. So honestly, I mean, coming from experience, I, and, and to be honest, I don't even think that I would have had without AGT and kind of without getting like that first push um, when I was 11. I don't even think I would have had. I still don't. I don't even think I do have the uh, the courage to go out and play on the street um, for people. So just the fact that you have those qualities already makes you so qualified to be a musician because that's how so many musicians and famous artists started out. Um, but what's really important, what I read here, is that um, they said that they were burnt out. And um, I know what that feels like to be totally burnt out and feel like you've tried every door. Um, and you just win and you turn the handle and it's locked and you go to the next one, you turn the handle and it's locked. It leaves nowhere. And you're sending emails out to people trying to get attention, trying to get features on Instagram pages. And, and I know exactly how all of that feels to be like, wow, nothing's leading anywhere. And then you see all these people around and it's so easy to compare yourself to people around you, but you have to realize, you know, you're looking at their social media as well. Um, which usually isn't completely true to life. So you have to remember that, you can't really compare yourself to anybody else. I mean, if I compared myself to somebody on Instagram six months ago, it's a completely different story now because my time was now, you know, and, and your timing is going to come in at the perfect timing for you. Um, so if somebody, you know, just to give the most descriptive kind of like uh, example, I guess, I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to explain this. Say you found somebody that you were following on Instagram and, and you've seen in the last month they went up 2000 and you're like wow I'm gonna quit because I feel like I'm not growing as fast as they are but you don't know eight months from now could be that month in October maybe when you go up 10,000 or one of your videos goes viral or one of your songs goes viral on Spotify you don't know you don't know when that timing's gonna be so 
you can't quit. But what's really important when you are burnt out is to take a step back. Um, whenever I feel like I'm burnt out or, oh, I can't write music or I just don't know what the next step is or I feel like I don't have all the equipment. You know, I went through the same thing of building a home studio, you know, one piece of equipment at a time, saving up, you know, money for a microphone. And and even still, I, I have, you know, I recorded um, some of my songs even on a $200 microphone, you know, and I still do. Um, and it's really important to just, you know, stay stay true to yourself, know that everything's coming in the perfect timing. And when you're burnt out, take a step back because sometimes you're so in it that you can't see the big picture. And, and I mean, what social media can certainly do for you is give you really bad tunnel vision. And I don't think people realize that. Um, I mean, social media is basically a tunnel vision of everybody's life. And um, it's so important to just take a step back from it. Sometimes get off the Instagram, get off you know, don't maybe don't play music for a couple of days and you have to refine your love for it sometimes again, you know, where you're sitting there and you're like, oh, man, I'm itching to like grab my guitar and like write a song or some, you know, if you're constantly writing, what do you have to write about? You're going to write a song about writing songs. You know, you have to live life, <laughs> you know, you have to step away and live a little bit. You have to let your mind travel, let your thoughts wander one thought to another, whether it's, you know, a painful thought or a happy thought or you know, you know, walking by the river or hanging out with some friends or going and visiting your family or your siblings and, and talking about, you know, past times. And then those are the things you write about, you know, um, or, you know, if you go out on a date with your boyfriend, you know, that's, that's what you write about. Or if you're in hardships with him or struggling or the relationships crumbling or what, you know, whatever it may be, that's what you write about. And that's how you kind of refine your love for songwriting and music and producing. Um, but those are kind of like my my initial thoughts on that. Yeah, it's a tough one. I mean, it, it, I absolutely agree 100 percent with you. I mean, especially be, be being burned out. I feel that this person is allowing those outside sources to kind of get into their mind and tell them that they're not good enough or she's he or she is looking up to that artist that they admire so much and going, God, I want to be that. Why can't I be that instead of mm -hmm. just realizing you're good enough as you are? You're doing you're doing more than most people are right now. And that's that's amazing in itself. I mean, I like I told you earlier, I couldn't do the show in front of one person, never mind standing on the street <laughs> talking to people, yeah. you know, <laughs> so. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, you have all of the, you know, this person has all of the tools to get there. You already know how to submit your music to Spotify and iTunes and and you've shown that you're driven. I mean, you have, you know, six thousand six thousand streams on Spotify and Apple Music. That's like, you know, that's not a low number that's extremely good for somebody that's just doing that on their own and as an independent artist and somebody who hasn't had national exposure on tv um so it's like you have all of the tools to get there i think it's just eliminating the negative um which is usually watching other people's instagram or kind of comparing yourself to other people because you're not and your path and your destiny and your success will come in your personal time and sometimes you need to take a step back to realize that um and it, you know it's it's those little things that can really kind of restart you again such as you know maybe spending time with family or you know going on a date or you know going for a walk one day and just completely you know leaving your phone at home and and sometimes you'll realize you'll come back to it and you'll be like wait I'm like actually okay like things are okay I'm getting there I have what I need to get there. Um, but I do understand that it's, it's really hard in this new industry where everybody 
is trying to, you know, become a famous artist and a famous singer or a famous producer or a musician. And, and everybody, you know, has access to that in this new age. Like we were talking about how, you know, a lot of people don't need the labels anymore because you can do everything on your own and you keep creative control, which is amazing. Um, but it's also really hard because the stuff that gets you to the top is again, sometimes funding, you know, there's luck. A lot of people get there sometimes with luck or having a really good product, a really good song that just randomly goes viral on Spotify. But a lot of the times it does take that funding. And um, it's hard when you see these huge artists that have millions of dollars in funding for their CDs and, and to be on like the Ellen show and today mm-hmm. show and yeah. all those and, and to pay for online marketing ads and, and it's, it's hard, you know, you do compare yourself, but at the same time, there is a thing called luck and people do know a good song when they hear one. So as long as you are focusing on creating a completely unique, amazing pop song and, and you're focusing on the fact that there is a potential of luck if you don't have the funding and, and if you don't have the funding, you know, jump on Kickstarter, try, you know, GoFundMe, try Indiegogo, try, you know, um, Patreon. You know, there's people out there that that will help you. And there's so many Facebook groups, too, that you can join of other people who are in the same position. Um, there's, you know, there's Facebook pages with thousands of people in it that are, are, are collabing with each other. And producers go on there to try to meet other singers. And, mm-hmm. and singers are trying yep. to just find recording studios. And, and you got to really dig in and you got to find those people. You can't be afraid to send somebody a message and be like, hey, is there any way you can help me out? Because... You know, you have to just ask for help. If you need help, ask for it. And that's what I've learned so much. And the only thing that back that you're going to get that's negative is no. And then you just send somebody else a message. Um, and it, it's really important, though, to to stay positive and to not get so deep into it, though, that you become narrow minded and can't see the big picture. Because there's so many sources out there that that really can, you know, get get your streams up and get you working with new producers or kids your age and, and young adults your age that, you know, are willing to do a lot of things just as a collaboration and, and not ask you for money or not charge you for studio time because it's their home studio that they build. And there's a lot of, you know, people out there looking for unique voices. And, you know, that's how Halsey got her start is, you know, somebody thought she had a really unique voice and brought her in. And, um, you know, those things do happen and you just gotta, you just gotta really stay positive and work hard for it. Right, and and you know what the word no means, right? You know the acronym for that. Um, no. Wait, what do you mean? When someone says no, it means next opportunity. Oh my gosh, I've actually never heard that before. That's oh. amazing. Well, there you go. So every time you get a no, because <laughs> that's what happens in my head, you know, selling the show, doing the things that I do. When someone says no, I just go up oh, next opportunity, and I just keep moving forward. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. I cannot believe I've never heard that before. I'm totally <laughs> going to use that and tell people tell people that from now on. I can't believe I taught Bianca Ryan something. I'm so excited. <laughs> now you really made the show that much special. Wow, that's amazing. I like that one. <laughs> All right, well, thank you again for your time, Bianca. I truly appreciate it. Let's talk about your Kickstarter real quick. I know you have a couple days left, so tell them where to go so they can donate to you. Yeah, so I have my Kickstarter. I promote it on my Instagram. So my Instagram is at official Bianca Ryan. Um, so I'm sure there's something on my story where you swipe up and go check it out. And the links are also all over, all over my Twitter, which is just at Bianca Ryan. And then there's Facebook, facebook.com slash official Bianca Ryan. So if you go to 
any of those websites or just BiancaRine.com. You'll see links to get to my Kickstarter. It's hard to share the link because the link is like a Kickstarter.com slash like ABCDEFG, like literally <laughs> one of those links. So you're just going to have to go to one of my social media pages and it'll be right up on there. And I, I think we have about 25 days left and um, we're actually almost there. I've, I've been so uh, amazed at how much support actually came from all the fans and all these new fans and old fans. And I'm just, I'm so overwhelmed by the love and support because, you know, this industry and after AGT champions, people want you to do things on a major level. You know, they want music and they want music videos and, and they think of you as this huge pop star, but you know, at the same time, I'm again, like we talked about, I'm a human being, I'm living a normal life, I'm working hard, and I'm not with a major label, I'm with my own record company that I opened myself, Bianca Ryan Records, I'm my own manager, my own agent. Um, oh, that's so, so great. Yeah, so it's truly a one-woman show, and then I just opened up a business, a makeup cosmetic line, that's all me. I literally just got out of the post office like 20 minutes ago, <laughs> uh, before this interview, sending out like 50 orders on there. Um, wow. So you know it's important to kind of keep things small and keep your team small until you like really find like the people that you know this is the right person for me and for my team and I really know this person believes in me and it's important to be patient with that I've, I've learned to be really patient over you know <laughs> 12 years obviously but but I'm I'm really happy with the turnout for the Kickstarter and and all the people that are coming in to jump in and help me uh, get this new music out as quickly as possible it's really going to help so um, anything you guys can do. I think we're about $1,000 away. There's like these really cool prizes. You can get a singing lesson with me on Skype. You can get um, a new t-shirt with the new uh, logo on it. You can get an autographed poster, autographed CD. There's like um, a premiere party, I believe, on there where I can come to your living room and perform to you um, acoustically. So there's a lot of cool stuff on there. Make sure you check it out. Wow, that's crazy. So we're going to be looking for the reintroduction part two, correct? Yes. Yep. That's exciting. So make sure you go to the Kickstarter, all her socials, as you heard, BiancaRyan.com. Um, anything else you want to talk about before we go? Um, no, I think that's about everything. I mean, the music's out. Say something. Uh, chart it number one on iTunes Pop Chart. Um, so make sure you guys keep grabbing that on iTunes and let's try to keep it on the charts. I was so amazed at that. Um, just anything, anything you guys could do to just keep the momentum going from AGT champions and sharing the video and sharing posts and following me. Um, it all truly just like means the world to me. Every like, every share. I mean, you know, when you choose to share something, you're choosing to say, you know, I feel like I want my friends and family to see this. And, Absolutely. and I, I, I couldn't feel, you know, more thankful for that. Even if you don't have a dollar to give to anything or to go download the song on iTunes or, or, give money to my kickstarter a share means just as much to me as any pledge um so it, i mean just thank thank you guys so much yes and thank you again for your time truly i do appreciate this conversation and i know all the confession listeners will as well again bianca ryan um just you know go support her she's she's a phenomenal artist and you can always follow me at confession radio on twitter like me on facebook at confession radio net and always visit the confession radio website at confessionradio.net so until next time, 